Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series in the Book of Romans with Part 2 of this message entitled, Life in God's Holy Church, preached December the 4th, 2011. Romans chapter 12, verse 12 and 13. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. So number four, rejoice in hope, it says. Wilhelmus Abrakel, in volume two of his book, A Reasonable Christian Service, there is a section that is called Spiritual joy. You should read it. Spiritual joy. Rejoice in hope. If we live by love, then we rejoice in hope. Hope has to do with our future salvation. Our glorification... At Christ's coming, we shall receive a glorious body. A body like the glorious body of Jesus Christ. Immortal body that fully reflects the image of God in us. A body that is raised in power, in honor. A spirit-engineered physical body. We experience salvation in three stages. First, right now. He who believes in the Son has eternal life, right now. It's not a theory, it is the truth. And the second stage, the moment you die, you are ushered into the very presence of God to experience eternal life in a greater degree. And third stage, we are waiting for when Christ comes again. So we read in 1 Corinthians 15, in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable. And we will be changed for the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, Then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? Death has been swallowed up. The sting of death is sin. And the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God. You talk about thanksgiving. This is what we give thanks to God for. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
We look forward to a bright future, friends. The unbeliever is without God and without hope. They live a joyless, fearful life. We rejoice in hope, even in tribulations. For us alone, friends, all things work for our ultimate good. This world is not our world. There is a brand new, glorious, perfect world without sin is coming. Let's rejoice in the coming fullness of our salvation. Let's rejoice in the Lord, sir. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. The spirit in us keeps us singing. Number five. Be patient in affliction. That is endure hardship. Because of this hope we endure affliction. In this world we have tribulation. But rejoice Jesus has overcome the world and the devil. He has given us eternal life. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. No devil can harm us. We are invincible and indestructible. Why is it we are in Christ? If affliction kills us physically, then we are instantly brought to paradise where Christ is. Tribulation comes from the Latin word tribulum, an instrument that crushed corn into flour. Saints of God are hated by the devil, the hypocrites in the church, and the world. But we endure hardship because Holy Spirit is in us. Holy Scripture we possess. And we are in fellowship with God's Holy Church. And later on we will read, weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. So not only we endure hardship, but we sing and praise God too in the midst of hardship. Remember St. Paul in Philippi prison. We read the crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison. And the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. Upon receiving such orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were 
praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them we not only endure we sing by the power of the holy ghost Paul says in 2 Corinthians 1 praise be to the god and father of our lord jesus christ the father of mercies and the god of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from god 2 Corinthians 6 verse 10 sorrowful Paul says yet what always rejoicing Romans 8 verse 37 know in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us we rejoice in hope and we endure affliction because number 6 we are faithful in prayer in prayer friends we approach the throne of grace with confidence to receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need and you can approach the throne of grace anytime hallelujah, hallelujah. anytime anytime sir anytime The father says come on in. The door is open. Hallelujah, the door is open. And the hour of your death, the door is open. Come on. He gives you grace, gives you grace, gives you grace. All the grace you need. Jesus prayed daily. Sometimes he prayed all night. He received all grace to do the father's will. His brother says ask and you shall receive. Persist. Be constant. Persevere in prayer. Don't faint. Pray. Don't give up. Holy Spirit will help us in our prayer. And God may even send angels to help us to pray. Remember how Jesus prayed on the mount of olives the night in which he was betrayed Luke 22 beginning with verse 40 on reaching the place he said to them pray that you will not fall into temptation He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them knelt down and prayed father if you are willing take this cup from me yet not my will but yours be done an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him and now listen being in anguish he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground pray constantly perseveringly so that you are given grace to face every trouble and trial and problem that we will have to face in this hostile world we need grace god gives us all grace 
and he tells us his grace is sufficient i can do all things through him who gives us strength so pray constantly rejoice in hope endure affliction second corinthians 9:8 you should memorize and god is able able for what to make all grace abound to you so that in all things at all times having all that you need you will abound in every good work we are weak but don't worry he is strong look to him rely on him and finally number 7 sharing with the saints in need if we live by agape love we will not close our eyes to the needs of the saints who are members of god's household our brothers and our sisters galatians 6:10 therefore as we have opportunity let us do good to all people especially to those who belong to the family of believers Acts 2 all the believers were together had everything in common selling their possessions and goods they gave to anyone as he had need 1 John 3:16 and 17 this is how we know what love is Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him how can the love of God be in him Matthew 25 then the king will say to those on his right come you who are blessed by my father take your inheritance the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. The question is when did we see you in need? Especially here we are told Jesus was sick. Well, when did we see you sick in prison naked? The answer is I tell you the truth whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine you did it for me. He who has been stealing must steal no longer but must work doing something useful with his own hands. what's the purpose that he may have something to share with those in need jesus said it is more blessed to give than to receive also we are to pursue hospitality pursue it says the greek text in other words when you come to church to look for people people of god who are visiting from far places you look for them yeah. 
You go about looking for them. And then they say, come on to my house. Look for an opportunity to show hospitality to believers from far places who are visiting our area. In those days, there were few inns and they were dirty and not very moral. And the Christian people were poor. And Christ taught to receive those who bring the gospel, receive them into your house. Whatever town or village you enter, search for some worthy person there and stay at his house until you leave. Matthew 10 verse 40, he who receives you, receives me, and he who receives me, receives the one who sent me. Romans 16 verse 1 and 2, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, she was from Corinth and she is now visiting Rome. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a servant of the church of Sancreia. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints and to give her any help she may need from you. For she has been a great help uh, to many people, including me. Romans 16 verse 23, Gaius, whose hospitality I and the whole church here enjoy, sends you his greetings. 1 Peter 4, 9, Offer hospitality to one another without what? Grumbling. Hebrews 13 verse 2, do not forget to entertain strangers for so doing. Some people have entertained angels without knowing it. Now let me read to you 3rd John. Turn with me, 3rd John 5 through 8. Dear friend, you are faithful in what you are doing for the brothers even though they are strangers to you. They have told the church about your love. You will do well to send them on their way in a manner worthy of God. It was for the sake of the name that they went out, receiving no help from pagans. We ought therefore to show hospitality to such men so that we may work together for the truth. If we love God, we will open our homes to Christians who are visiting our area. Friends, let me say to you, genuine love, sacrificial love governs every aspect of life in Christ's holy church. May God help us to live this life of love. If you are a child of God, know this. God is love and God loved you from all eternity. Number two, God loves you as he loves his one and only son. Do you know that? Number three, Holy Spirit loves you and pours out this love in abundance into our hearts. Number four, Jesus Christ loved us and died for us and he loves us and lives for us forever. 
Number five, to abide in Christ is to abide in his word and to abide in his love. Number six, we love God and one another because God first loved us. And by this love we keep God's commandments. This is the proof of our sonship. If you love me, what? Keep my commandments. Bishop Nigren, a Lutheran bishop, he says, love is the blood circulating in the body of Christ. And so we read in the Bible, walk in love. Put on love as a garment. Be rooted in love so you suck up love of God into your life to live with it. Do all in love. Abide in love. God loved us, did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not along with him give us all things? Love gives. Always giving. Always giving. And may God help us to do that. A channel of blessing.